Hey, Allison. So we left off talking about the beginning of your fitness journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about what what was the next step. What what got you? What took you from I have to do something for myself to you know make myself whole, make myself better. Mm-hmm. To I want to start making other people better. Yeah. So what's how that begin? So I, you know, we met in Salina. Mm-hmm. Um, I was an instructor, a gen- I signed up to be an instructor at Genesis. I started cycling like 13 years ago. Oh, wow. And that was like one of the first jobs I ever had because nobody wanted to teach the 5 a.m. classes. So guess what? Newbie gets to teach that one. Yeah. So that was me. And um, really what, what happened was, is like I was looking at like teaching jobs in the area and I really just was trying to find something that I could make money and not have to move back home with my parents. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm determined to make it somehow, some way. And um, at that time at Genesis, there were all the female trainers that they did have at the time had quit. And someone approached me asking me if I would be interested in training. And I was like, I know how to work out myself, but I don't, I mean, I don't really know what to do. And they're like, don't worry about it. We can teach you but we can't teach passion. Like yeah. you have the passion for it, Let like let's get you training. And so they, I mean, they paid for my certification. They needed a trainer at okay. that time. And I, I jumped into it. Uh-huh. Um, but what, what really made me like want to do it was just, I had so many people and I'm sure you understand this. You have so many people messaging you privately who are like, I need help. I need help. I need help. Mm-hmm. And I, like for me, I know the desperate feeling it is to be 230 pounds and literally have nowhere to start. Yeah. Like you, like where do you start when you're 230 pounds? Like, do you start with eating? Do you start with exercise? Do you just start moving? Like, where do you start? Yeah. And so like, for me, I like, I decided that I just, I wanted to help people who were in the same like dreadful state that you're in of being depressed. You hate your life. You hate looking in the mirror. You hate pictures. Yeah. And I just decided I, that's exactly what I want to do is I want to help people like get healthy. Yeah. And that, I mean, that literally, I, both my parents own their own business. And so I knew when I jumped into training, it was sink or swim. Like yeah. you have to build a clientele. I had no backup plan. It was like, either you make it or you don't. Yeah. And so I, my first year, I, I was told these stats when I first started training that if you have a clientele based business, your first year is the busiest year you'll ever have. You just have to work your butt off. And then by year three, if you really work your butt off in year one, it'll all come together. And by year five, you'll have a true business. And that truly has happened. I mean, year one, I was at the gym 14 hours a day. Oh, I was wow. there at 5 a.m. I was there till 9 p.m. at night. And I literally, my my goal was just to share my story of if I can do it, mm-hmm. you can do it. Right. And I started running too. Mm-hmm. Running was a part of it. I ran a couple half marathons. Okay. And... um. I ran five of them before I had to have a bilateral hip replacement. That's that's amazing. I want to get into that here in a minute. Okay, for sure. So that that's where I, I kind of started. And um, I met up with running clubs. There was a bunch uh-huh. of moms in running clubs. And, 
you know, I just was like, weight training really helps. Like the more I learned from, you know, going to Wichita and learning, I'd come back and share with people. Uh-huh. And it was just one of those things that, you know, when you're passionate about something, you just spread that fire everywhere, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so that's exactly what I did was I just, I was like, let me help you. Let me help you. Let right. me help you. And I did a lot of pro bono stuff. Like I know I hear a lot of like trainers when I'm working with them now, they're like, do I get paid for that? Do I get paid for that? <laughs> I'm like, no. Do you know how many hours that I like? I don't want to tell somebody to work for free, but you got to give a little to get a little sure. too. So, sure. I mean, there was a lot of hours that I spent just training people, trying to get them to trust me. So. Yeah. Well, so I, this is just kind of a, a little detour for a second, but you're talking about getting messages and stuff like that. And where do you start? And something that um, some some of the messages I've gotten or questions rather is you know people they obviously want to know where to start but i think i think people when they they want to they want to start making changes like they zero in on i gotta lose weight i gotta lose weight i gotta lose weight and they don't really factor in well that's that's not really all there is to it Mm -hmm. and burning calories doesn't mean you're burning fat Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and i think i think uh somebody that's a personal trainer can, can, that's where they can kind of step in and start making those distinctions so that whatever effort they're going to put in or decide to yeah. commit to, it actually will count more because right. now they're not flailing around just trying to throw everything at the wall and see what sticks. Right, right. It's, it's more targeted. It's like, hey, this, you need to do this, this, and this. Exactly. But it is a challenge to, to know where to start, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, and that's where, like, I mean, I tell people what you have to, like, there's there's working out and there's training Mm -hmm. and so there's there's two totally different things and like for you and i that's what we do is we sit down with people and you have to have a game plan like you and i wouldn't just head to california and hope we have some gas in the tank and hope (laughs) we pack some clothes and hope that we find our way you know like the same like we wouldn't make that long journey with no preparation whatsoever and the same approach is is like when you want to get healthy like let's say you're just so deconditioned your high blood pressure high uh like high cholesterol your a1c is high you know you have 100 pounds to lose like just like like you said just throwing shit at the wall hoping it's gonna stick like I see people say, oh, I tried this diet and I tried that diet. I tried this workout. I tried the blah, blah, blah. Nothing's worked, you know? Well, like what is the game plan? And I think that's where it's like having professional assistance Mm -hmm. where somebody can sit down and break down, break down like the next nine weeks, the next six months, the next year and what that looks like. Because in the grand scheme of things, we say we need to lose a hundred pounds, but that's the, like the macro goal. Like we need to zero in on things. And that's where you have to back people. Like as a trainer, Mm -hmm. you have to get people to understand the realization. Like how many steps are you taking a day? How many, uh, how much water are you drinking a day? How many vegetables are you eating? You know, like the small basic things add up so big, but a lot of times we skip those basics and we just go right into I signed up for this and uh, this diet and this exercise and I, I'm, I'm hoping it works. Like yeah. it, it doesn't work like that. No. So I think I think helping people understand that is where they're really going to see some results there versus just shooting at it and yeah, hoping so it just, works. Yeah, so just trying something. Yeah, winging it. That's yeah. That's that's an excellent way to put it. Um, let's talk about your your hip 
hip uh-huh. issues that you had and you, mm-hmm. you had double bilateral hip surgery yeah double yeah bilateral hip replacement or hip double replacement, hip replacement sorry yeah yeah hip replacement so um back when i which is also the reason why i was overweight too okay. so when i was in fifth grade i playing tag outside slipped and just did the splits i heard something pop in my hip and it went about three days before i went to i went to the doctor they said nothing was wrong with me I was not a crier. I'm not a crier, period. Yeah. And so, you know, my dad's like, something is wrong with her. And they took me to a chiropractor who did an x-ray and they, you know, like the ball and socket, it's it's mm-hmm. called a slipped epiphysis. So the ball and socket slipped out. And what they do is like it, your growth plates don't, they form through puberty. And so mine never hardened. So they had to go in and put two screws in each in that side and then when you have trauma to the one side then it pulls on the other side Mm. so when i was in junior high they went in and did the other side so from fifth grade up until just last year i had screws in both of my hips i still ran doctor said just do your thing until you can't do your thing and they may never need to take them out and they may need to take them out so i like about six years ago, I really started to have pain. I got cortisone injections oh, in my wow. hips and that kind of thing. And it got, I i mean, I was living off of ibuprofen like it was like candy. Mm. Um, my feet were numb. My legs were numb. I couldn't sleep, that type of thing. And so when COVID happened, all the gyms closed down and I had to... Um, I mean, how else, how else is a personal trainer going to stay fit? Yeah. And so I started doing a lot of walking. I had a dog. We started walking and I couldn't go further than a mile without my back hurting, my feet going numb, uh. all that type of thing. And I went to two different doctors and both of them were like, you really need to wait until you're like at least age 50 because they don't, they don't last that. Like, I mean, when you're th- in your thirties, if they, if you get 30 years out of them, you're in good shape so i got to the point where like it it was really painful and i did an evaluation at work one day of they recorded my cycling class Uh and then we sat down and watched it and saw how i did you know and i was mortified when i watched myself ride the bike because i literally looked like i was in as much pain as i as I was, you like, can see you can see it on you film. You can see it you on. You were film. walking yourself <laughs> yes. hurt. It was so painful, and I just kept thinking in my head, "It's all in my head. Like it's really yeah. not that bad. Yeah. You need to stretch more. You need to get massage." I mean, I was doing massages. I was doing physical therapy. I did everything, and I just kept thinking, "It's just in my head." And the person was like, you know, the overseer of the videos was like. Uh, you really need to go see an orthopedic, like yeah. really badly. And I made an appointment, thought they were going to be like, uh, you're fine, whatever. And they walked, uh, doctor walked in, Dr. Herringbrook, and he was like, hey, he's like, your hips look worse than any 75-year-old I've ever seen. He's like, you are literally like one bone, like you're deformed on one side, you're bone on bone, there's no cartilage, and it's just, your hips can't even move. He's like, your adductors, your inner thigh muscles are completely like, like you don't even have muscles there because like your hips don't move correctly. So I literally cried, but I think I cried more because it was like finally a relief. There's an answer. There's something actually wrong with me so that I didn't feel like I was, um, like it was all in my head. Yeah, like you're whining about nothing. Yeah, like, cause I'm not a cry baby. I like, I can take a lot of pain. And so I thought, oh gosh, so it really isn't, it really is as bad as, or worse than I thought it was. Yeah. So. Wow, that's amazing. So that's 
that's really a uh, that's really a, a a story of success of just really just grinding your way through it. And so, I don't know if you know or or how how much you've been following our series, but so this series has been you know about finding your grit, finding that inner substance that just right. helps us get through a really really you know tough yeah. part in our life. And right. and so that was another reason I wanted to have you come in because I was just like. Of course, I haven't heard your story in the detail like yeah. I have now, but yeah. just the pieces that you've shared with me, I was, I was like, my goodness, <laughs> I, I can't believe this. I, I got to get heard on the show. Yeah, and, yeah. Because that is really, really, I mean, it's amazing. And it's, it's impressive. Uh, but the example of it is just like, wow. I mean, that takes some really dogged mental determination to, yeah. to fight through that stuff. That's right. just, I right. mean, would be easy for anybody. Right, right. I think for me, I, you know, like when you lose weight, you're like, <laughs> You know, I always use hashtag no excuses and mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And I, I not to not to discredit and say losing weight isn't hard because it is hard and yeah. keeping the weight is off, keeping the weight off is hard, too. But like my hip replacements, like that was another level of mental toughness. And I literally had to tell myself you are not reading or looking or watching anything negative. Like yeah. I put positive podcasts on, I mm -hmm. listened to sermons, I listened to like Christian music, like, because I was so devastated during that time. Like yeah. I had, I had to take 14 days off completely from work after each surgery. And then you return, you're on crutches. Well, you're on, use a walker. walker. That's degrading because you're a 30 year old using a walker. Yeah. And for me, it's just like, I was in a bad headspace, and oh, I, I but I recognized it. Yeah. And I was like, if you let yourself slip backward, like I, I literally told myself, you cannot go backwards. You have to feed yourself positive thoughts. You have to, you know, don't be around negative people. Like I literally protected, I don't know, what do you call it? Like your little bubble, little bubble huh? because people, I mean, someone's energy can affect you. And I was just like, I'm not going to allow that to affect me. And I had to keep my mind right because yeah. there was, I was not going to come out on the other side otherwise. Yeah. That is, that is, I mean, I can't think of another word, but awesome. That's like, but that was a really, really good plan for yourself to do that because sometimes people can be negative and not really mean to pull you down. Uh -huh. It's just, it's just yeah. not very positive sometimes, but that's, yeah, that is really amazing. Um, so you made it through that. And so what was the last, your last surgery? How long ago was that? Um, so it was last year. So I, 2022, uh, 2021. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. End of, end of 2021, I had them done seven weeks apart Okay. and they don't usually do that. But, um, I had, I was scheduled out for February in 2022 to have my surgery and I was in so much pain. I just said, Hey, if you have, put me on the cancellation list, I will make it work. And they called me on my birthday in October and they're like, can you come in Monday? And I was like, bet I went in, did that surgery. And then they scheduled my second surgery, my left hip replacement in February. And they said they don't like to do them more than three months apart. And insurance for me ends in December. Like that was oh. my cutoff. So with my first surgery, I had made it my deductible. And I was like, I know this is a, I know I'm asking a lot of the doctor, but I was like, is there any chance you'd let me do this surgery in the same year so that I can have it all on yeah. the same insurance plan? And he's like, I don't even work that week. He ended up coming in on a oh, wow. Friday to do that surgery for me. Um, 
at the end of the year and it was literally Christmas week and I spent the weekend right before Christmas in the hospital because oh, wow. he came in that Friday to do that surgery before he left on vacation. And, um, I, yeah, we ended up doing surgery then. And so I'm a year out now, a year in two months, three months. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's, so how's the rehab been after that? Like, <laughs> I mean, I know it's been difficult. That's not, yeah, yeah. I mean, obvious, but yeah, I think the thing is, is like, I had an eye doctor appointment the other day and she, the eye doctor was asking me how it went. And I was like, you know what? There's a lot of things that you take for granted when it comes to your hips. Yeah. And, um, I spoke at, um, Kansas Wesleyan's kinesiology class or uh -huh. pre-med class. And one of the girls in the class said, how is your surgery or your rehab different from a 65 year old or a 75 year old that had to have hip replacement? And the, the, the thing is, is like, I want to get back to doing the things that other 30 year olds are able to do, right. ride bikes, go hiking, you know, whatever. Yeah. And so like most, most of the time you do nine weeks of like, therapy and then they're like see you later have yeah. a good time well i didn't know that like you had to retrain agility like i didn't know i couldn't do fast feet i couldn't shuffle i couldn't jump oh, wow. and it was like it's the weirdest feeling when your brain is telling you to do like you're like telling your legs to jump and it's like but nothing happens yeah it's <laughs> like Come on. you're like you're glued to the floor and it's like really weird and i remember i went to like an agility class at genesis and i was just like I went to class for 30 minutes and in my head, I just kept thinking, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. Cause there was so much I couldn't do. Yeah. And I had previously been able to do that. And then all of a sudden you start thinking, was having surgery a bad idea? Did I like screw myself up the rest of my life? So start or, second guessing yourself. Yeah. Huh? And I, the next day, I, as soon as the physical therapist office opened, I called and I was like, I need an appointment. And so I went in and the guy that I've seen for physical therapy, he's like, so Allison, what's up? I just started bawling. I'm like, oh, I can't do it. You know, I was so upset. And he's like, whoa, 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 what are you saying? I was like, I tried to jump. I can't jump. I tried to shuffle. I can't shuffle. I can't backpedal. I can't do fast feet. Like, and he's like, you have to train that. Yeah. And I was like, why didn't somebody tell me? But like grandma isn't trying to do that type of stuff after her right. surgeries. So he had to print off some stuff for me to do and whatever. I didn't realize that after surgery, when you're learning to jump, you learn, you don't try to jump up, you jump down off of something. Mm. So you take like a one inch step, you start, start on top of oh, that, wow. you jump down. Then you move to two inches, you jump down before you even try to jump up. So, I mean, as a trainer, there's a lot of stuff I didn't know post rehab that yeah. now... I have several clients that have had hip replacements and knee replacements because I didn't know that was a part of what I was signing up for with right. hip replacements. Wow. That's so again, that just added a whole nother dimension to your yeah. expertise. Just going through that personal experience yourself. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is really amazing. You feel like, I mean, probably, you know, you started off your, your fitness journey being in a, you know, like a, a negative state, depressed mm -hmm. state, and then you overcome, you know, the weight and you know, the mm -hmm. goals that you set and you want to lose the weight and you did that. And then you, then you end up having, you know, joint issues with your hips and then mm -hmm. you got to, you know, have to address that and fight through that and then you get that fixed. And now, so now you've, you've kind of come out of that a little bit. So a, a year and a few months, like you said, it's mm -hmm. been, um, looking back at all that, what do you, I mean, you have to probably feel good about yourself. Like, man, I, I, I really made it through a lot of, a lot of tough stuff. Yeah, I do. And I, I'm very proud of that. Yeah. Um, but 
what I have done, I've always, I've done since I started all of this is I've always tried to take people along. I know like when you asked me to do this podcast, you're like, I just want to encourage people to like, you know, be healthy and know Mm -hmm. that they can do it and Mm -hmm. inspire people. And you're like, if I can inspire one person, I would do that. Yeah. And so like, for me, that's why I mean, a long time ago when like blogging was a thing, yeah. uh, the first account I ever had was Twitter. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started running like my chronicles of running. And I started, you know, took my first selfie and posted uh-huh. it, you know, and I started a blog and my blog was originally, it's, you know, it was called Chronicles of Fit Not Skinny. And Fit Not Skinny is my Instagram and Twitter handle. I was going to ask you about that. How yeah. You came and up the, with that? Re- the reason why I have those is because, um, when I started out, every 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 female wants to be skinny. And I hate when people come to the gym as a trainer and they want to be, they're like, I just want to be skinny. I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't want to be skinny because you can be skinny and unhealthy. Like yep. you want to be fit. Fit fit is a shape. Fit is a look. Fit is mm-hmm. a feel good in your skin, you know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. And so I that's like where that. I'm like, I, I, I don't. I personally don't ever want to be skinny. I want to be fit. And any of my clients that I work with, I don't want them to be skinny. I don't want them searching to be skinny and trying Mm -hmm. to fit into a size zero. I want them to like be fit, be healthy. And that's where I, I share so much of my stuff because I want anybody to look at my, any of my social media and I want to give them an insight that if that girl can do it, I can do it. And that's where that's why I share what I do. And I always, I, I remember I got a lot of flack when I started sharing my stuff on Facebook and I had like family members too that were like, Oh my God, she's taking selfies. She's posting that she's posting that whatever. And I got to the point where I was like, you know what, if I can inspire one person not to quit or one person not to give up, that's all I need. That's the only reason why I started the whole thing. So people, I always thought, people wanna make fun of whatever social media I have or whatever selfie I post or whatever, cool, that's on you. I can't take on what you feel about me or whatever. But my goal is always to inspire, encourage, empower someone to look at at mine and not to give up or to decide to try or to show up that day. I yeah. I find pride in that. Awesome, awesome. Uh, and you have, you have a podcast yourself, right? Yeah, it's called Chronicles of Fit Not Skinny. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I really try, it's, I really try to do, um, it was a challenge that one of my clients had asked me to do. Uh-huh. It was a, um, a New Year's, um, you know, everybody makes New Year's resolutions. Uh-huh. And I was like, I don't believe in resolutions. And she's like, well, what goal do you have going into this year? And I'm like, I don't know. My I didn't want it to be a weight loss goal like everybody does. And so my goal was, she's like, why don't you do a podcast? Why don't you help help more people? And I hate hearing my voice. Like, I don't love my voice. And so it was really hard for me. And it's still really hard for me because I, I don't, I don't feel like I, have a ton to say but there's a lot of people that do learn or can relate to me yeah so i started sharing you know just my journeys of struggles or Uh you know conversations that i have with my clients so yeah well i I think i disagree i think you have a lot to share (laughs) thanks and uh you know i want everybody out there you know check out her chronicles of skit of fit not skinny um i've checked it out and and I'm, I'm gonna just be totally honest i was kind of surprised like this is really insightful you know Uh I, i didn't know what i was gonna know what to expect but um, because I mean, you, you have a lot of different 
things going on, you mm-hmm. know, in your in your whole journey that yeah. you had to deal with. So yeah. it's not just like, well, I got one obstacle I got to overcome, and okay, I got that. Now, right. now I'm, I made it. Right. I right. mean, you're juggling a whole bunch of things, right. and right. it's really, really phenomenal. So thank you. Yeah. Uh, it's it's been so great having you on here. I I hope we get to have you come back sometime. Absolutely. And I hope uh, I hope the listeners out there really really pay attention and listen to what you had to say and and you know guys uh, gals you know get out there and do something try something you haven't done before get inspired uh, you're capable of a lot more than you than you give yourself credit for and Allison I just I just really want to thank you for coming on and absolutely really Thanks appreciate for having it. Me. You're, you're welcome. <laughs>